Alicia is gone. No, I was taking my phone off Wi-Fi just in case there's any issues with that. Um, Imagine we don't have video for Alicia all episode. It's just Alicia's <laughs> iPhone in big letters. If I'm not getting paid, I at least demand a decent no, entrance. We're so. not getting paid. I don't care about you. We don't get paid. We do all the work. We've got a hoodie. Welcome to the show. I don't care about you. <laughs> Wait, should we have like a funky intro like last time we had a cool intro? No. Can you have like Rocky Balboa? Like, do you know that? Yeah, I'll do it. Are you ready? Carl, come in anytime. The thing is, it's like so loud, I don't think you'll actually hear me introduce it. Okay, hang on, I'll do it quietly. I'll do it quietly. I'm just waiting for the chorus. <laughs> is this not the chorus? <laughs> Hello and welcome <laughs> to This is Ridiculous. <laughs> right, okay, you're ready. Okay. Should we do like ET or something? <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode five of the Bitchcraft and Faggotry podcast with me, Kyle Broadhurst. Me, Daisy Noir. And Episode five is a really special episode because while we were going through all our guests, I said to Daisy, there's one person that we've not had guest on this that it feels really weird to have anyone else on before. Yeah, so, so please welcome to the stage, Judy Dench. Judy Dench. <laughs> Everyone, please please welcome to the to the stage, to the Zoom call, to the to the podcast. My mm -hmm. very dear, my very special friend, Alicia Harper. Hi Alicia. You're so Hi. special. You're so special. I mean, that's what my mum tells me. <laughs> my mum doesn't. <laughs> yeah, they're probably friends. <laughs> <laughs> So, I think that pretty much covers it. But Alicia, would you like to tell everyone a little bit about yourself, your pronouns as well, and yes. just 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 give us a little give us a little taste. I mean, we, if you don't know me, then you're lucky. Um, and for the ones that do, I'm sorry. My name's Alicia Harper, and I know these two lovelies uh, because we studied together. I am known as she, her. Is that? Is that right? Yeah, but you, you made it sound very official. Like, I am known as she. I thought you meant, like, <laughs> you are known. Because you said, I know these guys from studying together. And then you went, I am not. I thought you meant, like, you are known within us as she. <laughs> as if it's like, Kyle, Daisy, and she. <laughs> well, to be fair, I think that gives you a taste of me, considering when you taught me the word dank <laughs> and how to tap. I mean, dunk. I'm not saying I'm older than you guys, but you know. She is. She says it all the time. Just, yeah. <laughs> Alicia is um, of an age, which we won't mention <laughs> on the podcast. I'm but... not in the menopause stage no. yet. Like, no, <laughs> however, she will Menopause. tell you stories like she is. <laughs> Do you know what's so funny? We were, me and Daisy were talking the other day and I said, I said, um, I've been that thinking about Alicia's birthday recently because I know a birthday's coming up, but I'm not quite sure when. <laughs> so I was like, we should really plan something. <laughs> can I just say, you can stop your planning because that's not for a while. But thanks for the consideration and you're off my Christmas card list. Let's just do that. And that again, that shows how old Alicia is that she still sends Christmas cards. <laughs> Daisy. You'll never I, know. I don't want them. <laughs> I'm 24. Because they're written by Quill and Ink. 
send my pigeon. I bought a really nice one from Typo. Shout out to Typo. It's a great stationery shop and you can still buy. And I have got a, yeah, a pen by, by ink. Like a feather? Yeah, well, there's no feather. You skin a bird? No, I'm not that. I'm not vegan, but I'm not into that. That's a bit cruel. So I'll just eat them instead. <laughs> all all non-vegans kill and eat their own birds. So it's just like just a long a pen, stick. Just a sort of bit of twig that you've picked up and <laughs> gone, now I will write with this. Yeah, but with the sharp pointy bit to make it. So is it like an actual it's, pen or do you a, need to put it in It's a fountain a, pen. Uh... Well, it's not a fountain pen because that has the ink in it. So you have to dip you it You have in to dab ink. it. You have right. to dab. And then... Cancel. Cancel this. No! Right. <laughs> no. I was hoping that someone would do it with me and Alicia's just the person. <laughs> we didn't plan that. We didn't rehearse. I'm not we didn't. Again, that we wasn't never choreographed. <laughs> it wasn't our choreographed. It's difficult to tell. So do you remember when I said special friend? I'm... <laughs> met, I, I don't know her. Also, she's my her. friend too, I should mention. Yeah, I know. My special friend and then it's like, Daisy doesn't like her. <laughs> Daisy, Daisy's here. more like an acquaintance. Yeah, we like <laughs> to see each other. We've Just seen to clarify that to your listeners and viewers, if you have any, but... Um... It's you. It's just you. <laughs> so, it's you and my mum and Tanya. But me That's and Kyra, right. we're in the same year at uni, so we're yes. a little bit tighter. We're you and me were at the same uni so we didn't spend as much time together so that just yes, clarifies of that. course but it was the same thing uh last week with um michaela yes yeah. michaela was in my year but then it's like yeah time but months. me me the three of us i would say have spent more time together than me we Kyle, care to the have. In, at some point in time yeah. we will put together some kind of family tree for everyone to connect the dots of our guests not that we're related we're not related but like a friend tree like a friend we'll find, tree we'll find a way to put it together so everyone can connect the a timeline maybe yeah yeah because too many people have kissed for a, a tree to be yeah, that tree would be a circle <laughs> you and alicia when were in a three-year relationship that you don't remember <laughs> yeah maybe it's like we've been in relationship this whole time and i'm like you what? don't remember what our relationship you were together Yes, I do. <laughs> I wondered why I wasn't getting anniversary gifts, but that you know that makes sense. I also just you don't... were just sending them though, <laughs> just not getting them back. And Daisy just sat there like someone sent me a blender. <laughs> also, what kind of anniversary gifts are you getting people? Like a blender? I so... gave Raymond an iron. Yeah. For Valentine's Day one year, because he kept moaning that my iron was rubbish. I was like, "Well, I don't care. I don't iron anything. So why would I need an iron that's good?" So yeah, I bought one for Valentine's Day and was like, huh, "Happy Valentine's Day. There's your iron. Bye." Yeah. I want to steal an iron from um, a premier in, and that's just on my bucket list. Okay. I don't know why. It's just there. You have to go to premier ins to get that though. I've been on to premier ins. It's just I've never plucked up the courage. <laughs> I've never worn baggy clothing. Last minute. <laughs> I know, it's been formed at the last hurdle. I've just gone, I can't do it. I've sat there on the bus with it up my shirt and I've just gone like, can't I can't do pressure. this. Can't what take if, the pressure. What if the next, I can't take it. I can't do it no it's more. It's like having a job. What if, Briggs, working 24-7 two days on the trot. So, Alicia, Kyle, you have 10 seconds on the clock. Your chosen subject is hospitality and your time starts now right away an episode was that was that a cool <laughs> way to introduce the topic or was that no, shit that that was that was okay 
I feel so like that was a little bit like ready steady cooks though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Really? Well that has been my dream job is to be the announcer for Ready Steady Cook. <laughs> is it Lenny Henry sure, used to do that show? He he huh? advertised for Premier in once. Yeah, he did. It's what, all coming Lenny full Henry. circle. <gasps> Look at us making this, connections and things that are not relevant at all to anything. This podcast we're is sponsored about. by Lenny Henry. Um, and um, and Premier Lenny. And Premier and, also, <laughs> and irons. Wouldn't it be cool if Premier Inn sent you a PR package and it's just an iron? <laughs> that would be fucking sick. <laughs> yeah, it. We'll get you one. Don't worry. We'll send you one. No, no, no. No, but then what I'd do is I they'd send it to me and then I would be like, can you take it back and then just leave it somewhere that I can steal it? And then I just come in the next day at like a weird time and just sort of like take it, give a wink to whoever's there and then just sort of leave. And then it's like I've stolen it, but I've not committed a crime because it's mine. Today's topic is hospitality. So <laughs> this is what happens when I give you things to say to the people. <laughs> I think I did a fine it. job. You did a good job. I did a good job. And I think that it, again, you're dimming my intelligence. It's deserved, of course, but <laughs> I'm really bad at introductions, so I'm just going to say it. Today's topic we thought would be a fun um, topic, considering it's the sort of main sector that all three of us have actually worked in, aside from sort of creative things, but probably even including creative things, to be fair. And that is hospitality. Um, I'm sure anyone listening who is an actor knows exactly what we're going to say about this. <laughs> so you don't even have to listen, because you're probably... You already know. Um, so, yeah, I was going to kick us off with um, the conversation about the work to live versus the live to work lifestyle. Are we all familiar with this? For anyone listening who is not, basically, the work to live lifestyle is, um, you know, working to sustain yourself, rent, food, bills, etc., 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 um, versus the live to work, which is kind of making your life all about work, doing sort of a lot of overtime, really stressing yourself out over it. Um, and, you know, to more extremes than that. But that's basically the, the gist. So the idea as well is that a lot more people are trying to make that shift between the two to have a more balanced lifestyle of like, you know, working as much as they need to, but then also having a decent amount of time and money as well to you know, enjoy themselves, meet up with friends, spend time with their partners, et cetera, et cetera. So I think as our guest, it only makes sense that uh, Alicia, you you go first. It's actually the start of how I ended up back in uni and how I met you guys is that I was working not to live. I was living to work at the point where I decided that I wasn't enjoying hospitality anymore. So at, at that point, I had made... Um, assistant manager for um, a chain restaurant was working just off of the Royal Mile, which was crazy busy 24-7, especially during Edinburgh Festival. We were breaking targets up and down the country. It was insane the amount of money this restaurant was pulling in and how much we had to work for that. Um, I think people think that restaurants just open the doors, serve food, and then that's that. But there's a lot of planning and a lot of attention to details such as like making sure you've got the right team on making sure that they're trained up right what's the most productive um way of working etc mm. <clears throat> with complaints to, as well dealing with complaints yeah. which we have had 
constantly yeah. because you're not going to have a high turnover restaurant, bar, cafe and not have an increased amount of complaints. You can't please everyone. And I think that's a takeaway note for everything in life, no matter what sector you're working in, what your job is, you're never going to please everybody. So it's about how you deal with that rather than avoiding the fact that I think if you try and please everybody, you end up burning yourself out as well. So at that point, I decided that I wanted to do something I loved again and took the landing back to uni. And I think what a lot of people that studied with us won't know is that for the first two months, I was still full-time managing a restaurant 45 hours a week on top of nine to five intense, physically demanding uni course. And at the time that I ended up leaving that restaurant in particular, I was also doing the, the general manager and area manager position role um, because both of them were away. And that was the position I was in. And I took the lunch to start working in a different restaurant because they would not reduce my role, because they would not reduce my hours. And I just couldn't sustain it. We were going to, we actually, me and Carl had a conversation about this um, at some point last year where it's almost like if you're a good worker, which I think all three of us are, you tend to get almost punished for that by get, being given more responsibilities for less pay. If you're a shit worker and you're a lazy worker, yeah, like you might get fired, but I feel like most of the time they get kept on and there's no kind of like, because they need the staff yeah. and there's no sort of repercussions for people that, you know, it's not like, you know, you don't get rewarded for being a hard worker. You kind of just get going, well, if, if you do this really well, then you can do all of these other, you know, billion tasks and we're not going to pay you any extra for it. Yeah. And then the second that you go, actually, do you know what? I can't, I can't do that. I, I, it's too much. And that's not what I signed up for. They go, well, you're just being really lazy and you're being incompetent and you're just being shit. So if you feel like that, you can just fuck off. And you're like, <clears throat> I think there's a really funny thing there is that a lot of the restaurants and bars and stuff that you refer to, um, they have very little control over pay, especially chains and especially um, restaurants or bars that are owned by a larger company may have like several in their industry. Yeah. They, are, they are given budgets and targets and that filters down. I mean, you talk about the good staff having to get more hours and work harder. If you've got a team and you've got, you know, a busy Saturday night and you can only choose four people to work that night because of labor intensive restrictions, am I going to choose the four laziest people and more incompetent people that are going to make my life harder as a manager? No, I'm going to put on the really strong people and the competent people mm -hmm. to do that rubbish busy shift because I know it'll get done right and you're right the people that are then maybe not as good or maybe a bit lazy or incompetent they get the easy stuff because at the end yeah. of the day you you just can't run a restaurant with that kind of pressure from above telling you how much you're allowed to spend yeah. and the staff that you're given and it happens all the time um, and you're right, there's other ways of rewarding your staff and, and making them aware that you're appreciative of that. But a lot of the time, you don't have the time to do that either. Um, I just think that it's not only that, but it's the way that some managers tend to treat their staff. It's not all like I completely get, right, we've got 
four people on. We want you, 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 and Daisy. Do you know what I mean? And that's the team because they know that shit's going to get done. But it's like when you turn around as a hard worker and as a good employee and go, I have an issue with something, some managers will go, okay, let's talk about it. And other managers will treat you like shit. And that's what I have an issue with. You know what I mean? Oh, definitely. I mean, I've had an array of managers. I've had every which we style. I've had great managers, managers not so great. And I'm a firm believer of you'll learn something from every person you interact with, whether they're good or not. You'll Mm -hmm. learn something and take it away and use it and adapt your management style from what you've learned. And to, to, to put into perspective for you, I had a really bad day once um, where I was getting frustrated at the fact my team weren't picking up a process. Now, this wasn't in hospitality. This is just management in general. My team weren't picking up a process. And I had a bit of a flip out because I was getting frustrated at the fact that I'd been through it several times and there were still mistakes getting made. Mm. So the next day I came in acknowledging that I'd been in a bad mood and potentially taking it out on the team and created that bad environment. So I wrote, I came in about an hour early, wrote inspirational quotes on post-it notes that I thought were tailored to each individual member of my team um, and the circumstances I knew they were in. And I put them on their desks for them coming into work. And I put on our team board, a group morale, inspirational quote for them for the day. I mean, that cost no money, that cost time. You know, I took an hour out of my time. I didn't get paid for that hour. But I knew that if the team came in and they were feeling better and they were feeling more inspired, as you said, and more appreciated, that atmosphere would produce a better working day. And it did. And it's things like that that I feel like managers overall could do. And they don't have to do it every day, but especially acknowledge when things aren't going right Mm. and when the team are lacking, just to give that little bit extra to to your guys, essentially. I think for me, one thing that I find particularly funny about the industry is how universal the language is, no matter where you've worked. It's almost like when you've worked in one place to a degree, you've worked in them all. Because everyone sort of knows exactly what you've gone through and i wonder what it is about the industry that just makes it like that i don't know if it's because so-and-so has been managed by so-and-so and and this is how we've all learned because it's one of those industries where i feel like you're just kind of thrown into the deep end constantly i think it's the the amount of different people that we have to encounter every single day no matter what where you work i mean i'm sure we could all sit here and say oh i've encountered like this sort of person and everyone goes yeah me too mm-hmm. we've all encountered the same type of people whether that mm-hmm. is co-workers managers heads of department and also customers especially so whenever we and we'll get into these later if we go around and tell stories about our time at hosp- um, working in hospitality even if we're not telling the story we'll still have a story like that to tell do you know mm-hmm. what i mean because we've all been through the same shit, and i think that's why it's so universal is that There are certain careers that you can't relate to because they're very specific. Whereas hospitality is such a big, such a big industry that, you know, the second you start telling stories about the people that you've met and the things that you've done, everyone else has as well, because we've all encountered that fucking grumpy old man. We've all encountered the fucking horrible Karens, you know, whether it's like a massive story or a small story, we've all done it. 
think it goes deeper. I think it's the factors. I think it's the process of hospitality. I mean, whether you're in a bar, a restaurant, or even a nightclub, I'll extend that to, to a certain extent. Mm. You know, there's a process that you don't come across in normal other, in, like, careers. Yeah. So you've got your time restrictions. You've got your busy periods, your quiet periods. You know, you've got your... Um, targets to meet in terms of sales you've got your customers they literally come in they're with you for an hour two hours three max if your kitchen's mm. really bad um, and then they leave and nine times out of ten won't see them again unless they're returning trade yeah now you know it's kind of like a book you know you've got a start in the middle and the end to the experience and then you tidy up at the end of the day and that's it your day is over you know, you've all got your busy periods. So during the day, during the week, it's quiet. Night times and weekends are busy. Holidays, kids' holidays, the fringe for us that work in hospitality in Edinburgh. Yeah. All these things, you relate because of those factors yeah. in hospitality. And that's what makes hospitality universal. I mean, the break room always feels like the trenches, really, to be honest. Like, yeah. especially during a busy dinner shift where you just manage to climb your way out of this sweaty, nasty, busy restaurant. Yeah. And you see that one staff member, your mate, that's managed to sneak away for a smoke. Above you is just sit there for five minutes, cry a little bit, <laughs> and then come back. <laughs> it's also that thing as well, which is a complete sidetrack. And I saw it, um, I think I saw it online yesterday or something. And it was this woman like drinking a bottle of water. And then this customer, be uh, this customer being like, hey, I see you yeah. <laughs> and you're like i'm yeah. drinking water customers seem to have a problem the second that you show that you're a real human being yeah, yeah. and not a machine they're like you breathe oxygen what the fuck is wrong with you and you're just like like you drink water and it's when it's when managers condone that behavior as well like when managers don't stick up for you which i think is another big issue when managers don't turn around and go like of course she's drinking water it's so hot in here and she's doing it like eight hour 10 hour 12 hour shift but it's when the, like the managers go like right just make sure that no one sees you drinking water next time and it's like <laughs> are you shitting my dick yeah, like i wish, I wish what? that was an exaggeration but it's really not like it's I have, not i have worked in places like that where it's like you shouldn't be doing that and it's like what drink basic human functions <laughs> so like I'm, you know fucking pissing on the floor it's like do you know what i mean it's like I just, i'm thirsty like i need a drink yeah oh god customers customers i feel like are a whole another conversation like Weird. i don't it could know be a whole season the, a season like, about customers because it is just like i think hospitality the fun the fun using the term loosely thing about hospitality is I think you see humanity at, at its worst. So I remember one time I was on a different section and a younger girl was serving a table and she stopped me and she said, do you think that I should have ID'd that girl? And I was like, uh, I looked over and I went, yeah, absolutely. Because the girl was 12 years old. I mean, she was, right? Yeah, <laughs> so clearly. I was like, yeah, but obviously a lot of younger girls feel awkward. Well, not younger girls, but younger staff feel awkward I still about do. IDing. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's you get two kind of people in, in the hospitality industry, don't you? It's like the people that are too afraid to ask for IDs or the people that will fight someone yeah. <laughs> before they see their ID because I am that person. Because of experiences with people, I'm like, I will rather 
fight with you on the floor than let you have a drink without seeing your ID. <laughs> it's not for any reason other than it is just illegal and people get so affronted about it. Like, what you won't, like, do you know when people go, oh, but could you just put it through? And I'm like, like no. No. <laughs> Why do you think what makes people in their minds, what makes people think that someone is going to risk losing their job for some greasy teenager? Like, what do you think is going to happen here? Can I use this moment to redeem myself that last month my mother turned 60, doesn't look it, God bless her, right? We went to um, a restaurant for dinner and they had ordered cocktails for the starter and I was like, mm, I'm going to behave myself for a little bit. I'll wait until at least the main course to order a drink. Right, right. another 20 minutes. <laughs> and, uh, another 20 minutes. Right. Near enough killed me. I'm not going to say more than that. But near <laughs> and uh, when I ordered my cocktail, I put down the menu and just sort of forgot about it. And the waiter went, can I have your ID, please? And I didn't even twig that he was talking to me. I was just kind of looking around and I'm like, oh, me? And my older sister near enough stabbed the guy with a steak knife. Because he asked me for my ID, not her. And I was like, my, my ID? I was like, you sure can. And everybody at the table was laughing. And he was like, oh, come on. She looks young. And then I gave him my ID. He went, oh. Like, Isn't that, Alicia, that's so strange. Because, like, I thought that you knew that, like, elderly people could get discounts now. Like a- so it's it's two girls, two grandparents, right? Uh, and the, gr- <laughs> the grandmother orders... The most flamboyant cocktail we have on the menu. <laughs> so Queen. I see the order Queen go. Behavior. I see the order go through and go. That's not for her. <laughs> because this is the thing as well. Like, see when people think they're so slight and they're being so obvious about it as well. Like when yeah. they start moving their chairs in front of your view of the table and and like ducking down, and you're like, you're not even slightly slick. You're actually making it worse for yourself because everyone at the bar bar just stops what they're doing and just sort of shifts slightly to like look at you directly in the thing. Do you know what I mean? They're like, you think you're being sly? Okay. (laughs) Because trust and believe if you've been ID'd and you've not provided ID, every single staff member has heard about it within two seconds Mm -hmm. because I make a point of going around my restaurant and letting my staff know. So anyway, I I watched the drink go to the table and I'm sat on the host station and I'm pretending to do something, but obviously I'm watching the table. And of course, the drink goes directly to the girl. So I take it off her and I go, I'm sorry, you've been ID'd. We can't serve you that. And the girl goes, yeah, but you're you're allowed to have drinks with a meal. <laughs> and I'm like, which if you don't know the law, at the discretion of the company, certain people under the age of 18 yeah. can drink beers, wines and ciders. You are correct, but it's up, to, as you pointed out, it's up to the local council, yeah. and then it's up to the company the to company, decide if they the want that or not. The company to do so. Yes. So it's so, not all companies. So it's not no, a double shot basically. of vodka and several liqueurs, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to point that out. It's so a I was like, strongbow. I take pride in how good I was at licensing laws. So I was very ready to be like, oh, you want to tell me about licensing laws? Little Let girl. Let me take my earrings out. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, I take it off her. The, the grandmother is clearly upset and um, I'm in the kitchen dealing with something and I hear her come up to the till a, a bit later to complain, uh, not to complain, to pay. And she's complaining to my colleague and she's saying like, 
this is like it's so ridiculous that, that boy took off our took our cocktail off our table and and I'm not going to pay for that so it better be off the bill and I came up to the till and said yeah I took it off the bill immediately for you the second I took it away and she went so quiet and as I walked away my colleague said yeah she was going off about you and she shut up the second I walked over to her which is always really satisfying so they feel free do. to fight me when I'm working <laughs> yeah they always do that's the thing every single time that any customer has anything to say like when, when I first started hospitality I used to be really like you know pretend to sort of avoid it like pretend I didn't and then do you know what honestly like once I got um to university and I started working like in the city and out of the countryside I just stopped caring so it was like the second that someone spoke up I was like right would you like to fight now or in like <laughs> two hours when I finish my shift I got promoted to my first ever assistant manager job because I started a fight well I didn't start a fight <laughs> 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 I squared up to an ex-football player who worked for the company as a waiter and I was a bartender at the time squared up to him because he had sprayed chemical D10 for people that aren't in hospitality it's like a it's what we clean the tables with sprayed it in my face so I chucked a glass of orange juice over him in front of a full restaurant on Saturday night and then squared up to him saying let's go outside and then the next thing I know he's getting disciplined and I'm getting promoted because the whole reason why my boss and his boss, the area manager, were a bit hoo-ha about promoting me was because they were worried that I wouldn't be able to handle it. Fighting yeah. isn't always bad, guys. I think everyone in hospitality has had that moment where you get a customer complaint or a particular customer and you're just looking at them like, today's the day. Today's Today the day. is the day. <laughs> you know? It's I'm like, try. I had a woman once... Um, I was working for a working for a restaurant and and the um, we were out of salad. I didn't I didn't know it was one of the last tables of the day and a colleague of mine had served them taken the order and I served the order. My colleague didn't know that something wasn't on the menu. That's what it was. My colleague didn't know there was not something on the menu. So when I took it, the chef said to me, um, "By the way, there wasn't salad, so I've just given them some chips on the side." if they would like them instead of the salad for free. So I took it over to the table and I said, I put it down for both of them and said, just so you know, there's no salad. I, I don't know if you were told or not, but the chef has provided you with some chips on the side. The best we could do in the situation, uh, unless to go outside and pluck some grass and, and sprinkle it on and the And go plate. bone can apple tea. Can I add in here, because I know this story, that this was just after the pandemic when everything yeah. was like, you couldn't get certain mm -hmm. stuff for weeks because yeah. of deliveries and yeah. and whatnot. Just to put context on, this oh, yeah. was like everywhere had these issues. Which... But even then, it's like if a restaurant doesn't have something, it doesn't have it. And there's not, sometimes not a lot you can do about that, you know? A hundred percent, but just yeah. for his story, like for this context, was happening yeah. everywhere. This was yeah. every single, every single restaurant, everywhere I went, I spoke to a server about the supplier issues and everyone was having it like yeah. i'm surprised that people were still surprised at that point that people didn't have things because it becomes yeah. so commonplace yeah um but anyway i put i put it down and she's like she looked at it and she's like what <laughs> and i'm just i'm standing there this was toward the end of the job as well like this was around about the time i'd handed in my resignation as well so she was like there's really no salad and i'm staring at her like no, what I thought I would do is there is salad, but I thought I would like to have this interaction. <laughs> like, 
in my head, I'm just kidding. sitting there like, why would I do that? No, there's we no actually science. have a farm on site that grows fresh fruit and veg <laughs> every just, day. Just We're like, just refusing to give I it to you. Decided to not serve you salad just as a joke. So <laughs> I just said no, and she was like, "There's really no like." You would you would assume I just shot one of her family the way she was acting. It's <laughs> like it's just like she was like, "Who loves there's, salad that much?" There's really no salad, and I was like, "No, no." <laughs> It's just, and she was just, she was just sitting there and I was just, she was like, this is insane. How is there no salad? And I'm just staring at her like, I didn't say anything because in my head, I'm just like, I'm seriously having a conversation about the lack of salad right now. Like, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> like, like, I worked in, um, well, I've worked in a few, but I've worked in a few Italian restaurants, right? Yeah. And if you go to any Italian, one of the main starters they have are bruschetta and I seriously had to, I was called over by my waiter at one point going, you need to go to this table, they've complained. I'm like, all right, okay. So before I go over, I normally get the waitresses to or waiters to explain to me what the complaint is. So I'm going yeah. with a little bit of a heads up, yeah. right? I was like, sure, what, what are they complained about? And then they went, the size of the tomatoes are too big. I seriously turned to my waiter with a vague expression going, do they have a knife and fork? <laughs> <laughs> and she, she looked at me going, yes. I was like, cut it up, so bitch. Again, what's, what's the issue? The tomatoes are too big. <laughs> it's just that thing of like, I just could not imagine like in any, and I mean any scenario, going into any type of restaurant and those little things like that and just looking at my dish and, and going, the mushrooms are not sliced evenly. I would like a complete refund or I will kill your firstborn child. It's like- refund is women. I had to, so it gets better, right? So. I, to, to put into a little bit more detail it, we, it used to be like cherry tomatoes and the chefs would cut them in half right. and then put them over the bruschetta to make it look even a little bit posher than just you know sliced and diced bell like tomatoes right yeah so there's peppers I was hoping nobody would pick up I on that bell tomatoes ladies and gentlemen <laughs> right so I went over and I put on my manager voice, which I normally do this status thing. Now all of us are actors, where I go higher pitch if somebody's complaining because they yeah. assume that you're younger yeah. and they're not going to shout at you as much. So I go a little bit nasally, and I go—I mean, not that it's difficult for me—but um, I normally go a little bit more high pitch. So I went over. I was like, "Hi, I heard that you had a complaint. Um, what is what's the issue, and how can I help?" And she was like your tomatoes are too big. I was like, fine. Well, these are the tomatoes that we use, unfortunately. And um, <laughs> I mean, the chefs have sliced them and that's how they come. So that's how you're the not, You're not just sort of rolling around on the plate, like. And she's like, well, I just think it's unacceptable that they're this big for a bruschetta. <laughs> and I went, 
well, I'm really sorry. I mean, I can take it to the kitchen and get them to make you a new one. However, it will just come out the exact same size. <laughs> because those are the tomatoes we use. Um, ended up going, well, I think you need to um, discuss with your head chef uh, about the produce you buy. I was like, just to inform you, we're actually part of a chain and that kind of decision has to be made at our head office because they contact our suppliers and it's them that decides the size of our produce. (laughs) So if you like, I can give you head office's email address and you can pop them a message about your concerns of the size of our produce. Using big patronizing words. And yeah, I ended up having to remove it from the bill because she wasn't impressed. However, she still managed to fit every single little bit of that Tomato in her mouth. Yeah, that's the thing. They always finish it. They're never yeah, like this. I cannot. I cannot eat these. I cannot ingest these tomatoes. For if I eat them, I will choke. It's like, <laughs> they because big. they are that too big. You can tell when someone hasn't worked in hospitality because I really love when they say you should let the chef know about this. Because let me tell you, if you've never interacted with a chef on shift before, oh they do not care. There is a reason these people are in a kitchen and not they on the floor. They do not care. They're, they are not customer service people. I've never not. met a single chef who is a customer service people. I love every single one of my chefs, but none yeah. of oh, them could last. never piss off a chef. Never, If you never. work in hospitality, you never piss love off your chefs. Chef. They love are my chefs. Food. Every single one of them. Every single one of them. I've loved all my chefs, but they hate people <laughs> it reminds me of this time so i worked at this fish and chip shop right and i remember i was serving like loads of tables and i basically had to take on like two sections by myself because we didn't have enough stuff and i, I this woman calls me over and i'm like um i'm like hi how can i help you by this point my customer voice is like i'm really trying to get it up there but it's sort of going between my customer voice and my i'm i'm, I'm sick of this so it turned into less of a hi how can i help you more of a like what do you want <laughs> What do you want? What more do you want? And um, because I I was I'd been working all day, and he turns around to me and says, "Um, so I've ordered the haddock, right?" And I'm like looking at it on his plate, and I'm like, "Yes, (laughs) (laughs) you have indeed ordered the haddock." And he goes, "It just tastes too fishy," and I'm like. Don't answer him because my brain has just gone into complete lock- meltdown. And, and sorry, I forgot it was a he as well. So I'm literally, he, he's like, it just tastes too fishy. And I, I like, I don't know whether I want to scream, cry, or throw up. And I look at him and I'm like, too fishy. And he's like, yes. Um, I don't know whether that's just the haddock taste, but I've had, I used to be a fisherman and I'm like, of course you fucking used to be a fisherman. <sighs> of course you did. And he's like, yeah, he's like yeah. unaware that fish taste like fish. Yeah. He's There's like, I, I used to be a fisherman and, and this is not the way haddock, ta- haddock tastes. I don't know whether it's something you put in your batter or, and I'm like, so what you're saying to me is that your fish takes too much like fish. And he's like, well, you don't need to be snarky about it. <laughs> I'm, I was like, I feel like I'm really good with people. Yeah. I don't know what to do or say. And when he said, you don't need to be so snarky, I just went, I said, right. Do you know what one I hate? Have you ever served a drink to a table and they've gone, oh, I don't want a straw? Oh, 
Like, take it out! I want to add a little PSA to anyone out there. If you ever order a drink, most, if not all, restaurants have a very specific way, normally called a perfect serve, that is, is how a drink is served. And for the most part, it is glass with the brand facing you when it's served with ice. Oh, you're getting proper. Ice, a straw, and a garnish. If you yeah. don't ask for any of that to be removed, by company standard, your server has to do that. So yeah. if we bring it over and it's not got those things, that's be we would be doing our job wrong. So if you the, don't the specifically server... ask for it without, we have to do it. But it's like the server's been trained. Like, I don't, you know, every single job that you go in requires you to do some form of training. But it's just like, how do people at the fucking fossil age that these customers are most of the time the fucking dinosaur era that they are flopping in how do they not like realize this shit how do they not go oh these people are trained professionals i think a lot of customers right. come in and just think anybody in hospitality or uneducated or you know yeah. aren't doing much with their life yeah. which is so wrong like i've worked with older people than what i am yes people like that do exist and they don't live in care homes um and <laughs> You know, they, they've been lawyers in different yeah. countries mm. and they've moved over here and they need to do a test before they can be a lawyer here, but they're working so that they can have a house and, yeah. you know, accountants and a whole amazing yeah. array of degrees that take longer than our acting course did, even though it feels like it took forever. Um, <laughs> you years. know, <laughs> years. Yeah. Um, years. And, you know, They've got other lives a lot of the time, you know, and I just feel like people treat people in hospitality that like they're not worth something. And I think yeah. that us as a, a society has to change that narrative. Yeah. And also the the work life balance to take it back to what you were talking about before. I mean, you mentioned earlier about an eight hour shift. In normal working life, you would have breaks in between you would have yeah. an hour break yeah. at least in between you don't get that a lot no. of the time in hospitality no. and i've had people that don't work in hospitality say to me oh but you're by law you need to have a break you try telling that to a manager yeah. on a busy saturday during the festival i i just i was just gonna say like i something that you sort of touched on alicia that i i it annoys me so much about hospitality is when people refer to it as a low skill job because I think if you're really doing the job properly, it is not at all a low-skill job. It's I think really it can hard. be. I think it's very easy to get into. But I think if you're the person that actually does the job properly, there's so much to it that you need to know. And it's not at all a low-skill job. And I think people see it as as exactly exactly what you said. I think people see it as a bunch of kids that are that just don't know what's going on or, or there's very little to what they're doing or they're just picking up food and bringing it to the table, which is not the case. Mental health is a massive factor that we've kind of touched on in not all workplaces, but especially I feel like in the hospitality industry because it is so draining mm. physically and emotionally. And I think that more managers need to be educated on um, mental health issues because I, I think when it comes to employees like making complaints or just saying like, this is how I'm feeling, if, they, if you say, like, oh, I'm sick, there's something in the book, right? They've got a book of, like, what to do. If you're sick, you don't come in for another 48 hours. If you're this, you don't come in. Blah, 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 blah. But, and this is not, again, not all managers, not all um, companies. This is just in my experience. A lot of companies don't know how to deal with mental health issues. Yeah. And unfortunately, I feel like 
as tough as COVID has been, I think the best thing that's probably came out of it is the fact that we are all victims of mental health at some point in our lives, I would say, and how we as a nation deal with talking about that. And I think that's been the most revealing thing from COVID is that we need to touch base with how we're feeling, how we're coping, how we're dealing with stress. Um, And I feel like hospitality has really put this on a back burner. I'm I'm a waiter, well, I was a waiter in which, you know, I really like to have a good time with people. And and if you get a good table that you can have a good back and forth with, fun, maybe they tip you quite a bit, you feel really good. But you can, one person can really shift your entire mood due to the severity. And I would say generally on average, you would maybe deal with, on average, maybe one complainer shift from leveling leveling and severity. At At least. Leveling and severity. You know, and you can get one that will just stay with you for the longest time because of how you're treated. And I've seen younger people, because generally, like, I'm all right to fight. Do you know what I mean? Like, I I really don't mind. But I've seen younger people, especially younger girls that I've worked with, that are really affected by it. And it, it really upsets me. I've had girls that were, like, 18, 17, 18, getting yelled at by women in their 40s, 50s. And I'm, I'm, I don't compre- I can't comprehend it in my mind. I'm like, how are you as a grown person looking at a girl that is not even 20 and doesn't even look even 20, giving the kind of a, like abuse you're giving to her? And it's not light. It's not light what the people say. Anyway, I really, I really want to find a way to sandwich the sink, the sink story into this. Um, Carl, tell us about the sink story. <laughs> we can't have a podcast with Alicia on. Talking about hospitality where I don't mention this story because this is hands down the most bizarre, amazing, funniest thing that's ever happened to me. So Alicia yeah. worked this Alicia worked this restaurant that will remain nameless. Um so that they don't Which sit. is no longer around anymore. So it doesn't exist. Over. It is closed down. I don't know if that narrows it down. But <laughs> <laughs> Alicia was the manager of this restaurant and um so out of character we decided to stay after it closed and had have a drink <laughs> completely completely out of character is this weird thing that we decided to do just once upon a time we yeah. decided to stay after it closed and had a drink not like every night <laughs> or anything like that i was gonna say not on school nights but even that was a lie, on school <laughs> lie bitch. so um alicia manages manages the restaurant and and completely out of the blue we decided to have a drink after the place had closed so we got what I think was a gin bottle, I believe. It was gin. It was gin, and um, we were pouring, pouring gin. We were just having a chat. We were, I think, we were waiting for some club to open or a friend. No, to we were waiting work. for the kitchen to the the. We had yes, gotten the kitchen yes, yes, cleaner, yes, yes, yes. and he was extremely slow, but he also didn't speak English, so I couldn't yeah. even tell him to hurry up. All I could do is ask him in Polish if he would like a coffee or if he would like a beer. And at that point, I was not willing to offer him anything other than to go to leave. Needless to say, we had a lot of time to drink this gin. Um, so maybe a bit later, Alicia goes, right, I think the kitchen port finally finished after like what felt like 10 hours. Alicia goes, we have to fill this back up with water. So... We go into the disabled bathrooms to fill this fill this bottle up with water. In the dark. <laughs> In the dark because the... the lights for the the, the, <laughs> the lights for the disabled toilet were halfway around the restaurant. So we were looking at the time going, shit, we need to go. And um, if anyone's ever been in a disabled toilet before, the sinks weren't particularly big. 
Okay, they're tiny little things. So pretty strong either. <laughs> me and me and Kyle, a few drinks in, I say a few a bottle in of gin, and I'm I think it's a good idea to go in this disabled toilet in the dark and realize that the gin doesn't the gin bottle didn't fit in the sink. And I I was faced with this problem. How do I get the water from the tap into the bottle? So I start scooping it into the bottle with my hand. But for the people that are actually watching this, it was more like trying to scoop into this bottle. The water got everywhere and the bottle got very slippery. And this bottle is not your average glass bottle. It was reinforced <laughs> bottle. That's not and an excuse, it, bitch. It slipped. It slipped completely <laughs> in my hand. And all we hear is smash. Bear in mind, me and Kyle are drunk. We're in the dark. And we have no clue what happened. So he goes, I'll get my phone. I'll get my phone. And he turns on the light on his phone and we're shocked the, the, the gin bottle is intact absolutely intact right i was like this is brilliant absolute brilliant i'm gonna go turn the tap up and realize at that moment that half the sink is gone <laughs> I have to emphasize, I have to emphasize that this sink was severed perfectly in half with just a chunk of it on the floor and the water's still running. So, so to be we're both drunk, gin bottle intact, sink not quite. Um, and for some reason, I instantly had thought in my head, there's no nails in the office. No, we have we <laughs> so missed no it. we missed the missed the point where Alicia's sort of like just sort of standing there holding this sink up, going, Kyle, help me. And I'm doubled over on the floor in tears, being like, I can't I can't help you. <laughs> She's like, Oh my god, oh my god, Kyle help and I am it's in tears on you're... the floor. My legs have I've lost the power of my legs. <laughs> to the sink as if that's gonna do anything <laughs> like it's not gonna like glue itself back on like <laughs> you're holding off a sink so i ran to the office while kyle was crying in the corner with laughing i grabbed the no nails and i ran back to the to the bathroom and i then proceed to operate on this sink <laughs> <laughs> Can I add? It's the fucking dark. <laughs> you still not turn the fucking lights on. No. We'll run for the no nails, but she will not run for that light. I tell you. Yeah, I was gonna say like that would be the point where I've been like, right, lights on. Let's see what we're working with. And you're like, let's do it in the dark. So I basically no glued the sink back together, and we leave, and we we don't talk about it. And no. I'm not due back in work for a solid week. So I am waiting for the moment I get the message going, what happened to the sink? No message happened. Nothing at all. And I'm like, oh God, oh God, oh God. My next shift, I'm dreading it going into work. And I go in and not a fucking thing was said about this sink. And I was like, surely somebody's known. I mean, it is the disabled toilet, but surely somebody's been in there to clean it, 
to what like yeah. it had been clean just to point that out and I go in and I look at it and apart from a tiny wee imperfection you would not think that thing was in two mm-hmm. two a week before because I had stuck that thing back on really bloody well and I'm pretty sure it's still there to this day even though the place is no longer uh, still like that like operated. someone's gonna like try and renovate that place and do something at that point it is their fault but I tell you I did a fucking good job on that sink the problem with coming on here and telling stories like the sink is it opens up a can of worms where Kyle just then wants to tell more funny stuff <laughs> why don't you do the same with Kyle then yeah you can tell one about me if you want I, because the thing is I can't tell one with, about Kyle without incriminating <laughs> myself <being> implicated. <laughs> There's the time, and here's a lead-in for you, there's the time where Kyle almost got battered in a gay club for chucking a drink at me. Which I think was very uncalled for, Kyle. Oh, right, okay. So, yeah, right. Okay, here (laughs) we go. (laughs) Buckle up, ladies and gentlemen. So, we, me and Alicia, it's it's first year, right? We're we're both, I was going to say we were both 18. We were not. Alicia was forty. I was eighteen, right? So, <laughs> so we go, we go to, a, we go to a pub that we are both near barred from, <laughs> and then we ended up gate crashing this um, stags there because mm-hmm. we were taking the piss out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the guys, he just started taking a liking to me. I was like, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm game, whatever. So we then move on to another bar. So this this guy took a liking to her, and uh, she told me, and I was like, well, I'll wingman for you. Um, so I go over to the guy. I got a free trip to London out of that. It was, <laughs> very it was really good wingman. If anyone needs me to do that, my idea of wingmaning because I was so drunk was just sort of going over to the guy and being like, she needs pipe. <laughs> <laughs> so after we'd established that's what we were doing, I was like, well, obviously we're going to take this guy with us. So we went to a gay bar across town and um, we went we went down, we were still drinking for a bit and Alicia went to the bathroom and the guy went somewhere. So you came out and by this time, me and Alicia were like gone. We were <laughs> gone, gone. But gone there's the a wind. whole segment in the bathroom that I need to establish here. Because <laughs> now I'm going to say this, and every girl that listens to this is going to go, oh no, I know where this is going. <laughs> I was wearing that night a playsuit. I was wearing a playsuit. And I'm wearing a playsuit. I then go to the toilet, and now I've got this thing, and it's weird, and I know, but I don't like sitting on toilet seats unless they're my toilet seat right so i was in this bar hovering over the toilet quite intoxicated maybe swaying a little bit <laughs> and i come out of the toilet after putting on my place it going my back is fucking wet <laughs> i had not filled that place it down far enough i had been swaying more than i thought and had pissed all over my place that is essentially what happened so i thought i know what i'll do i'll shove my ass underneath the hand dryer and squeeze it for a bit oh god because that will work that will work incredibly well so i bent over the toilet shaking my ass i bent over a toilet shaking my ass 
No, um, they have a fucking dryer shaking her ass. <laughs> yeah, I was under the dryer shaking my ass, and two women came in <laughs> and just looked at me <laughs> and was like, ah, how you do it? And I was like, oh my God. So I come out the toilet, and Kyle's there waiting for me. And the guy's not back from wherever he was. I'm pretty sure he was at the toilet. I was like, Kyle, Kyle, you need to help me. You need to help me right now. Where is this guy? And he's like, oh, he's, he'll be back in a minute. I was like, right, come with me right now. So we go to the bar and we're at the end of the bar where they put all the empty glasses, right? Yeah. For to then be washed and put for the, 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 the dishwasher. So we're standing there and I'm going, Kyle, you need to do something. I just pissed myself. He's like, what? <laughs> I was like, Kyle, we've not got time for this. I was like, we need to come up with a plan. He's like, okay. I was like, do you know what we'll do? We'll chuck a glass. You chuck this glass that I pulled from the bar that was half empty, but God knows what. I was like, you need to chuck this at me. And that will explain to this guy why I'm wet, right? That That will make sense, right? And he goes, okay. And he gestures as if he's about to chuck it at me. I was like, whoa, 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 no, 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 not yet. It's like, you need to wait till he's here and he sees it or else he'll not believe it. And then, you know, and he's like, all right, okay, okay, okay. I was like, right. So maybe not chuck at me, just like pour it down my back, right? Like have your arm over me and pretend that you've just slipped and it's, oh, oops, it's went down your back. Oh, shit. Right? And he goes, right, okay. Okay, and he's so drunk that he's trying to focus so much on what his task was, right? So he's there with his arm in the glass, and he's like, I was like, all right, there he is. He was like, ah! and then in my face. <laughs> in front of everybody at this bar, and everybody turned around and went, the entire room it was almost like the music had stopped <laughs> like, it probably was <laughs> you know man you had one job i was so shocked there i stood there and didn't say anything i was just shocked and a guy who wasn't with us he was just somebody in the club went why did you do that <laughs> and i turned around and went yeah kyle why did you do that <laughs> I've got a question though, right? And this is just a side note. Did you not just smell of piss? (laughs) (laughs) Like, would that not be like? It doesn't matter what you throw on that. Like, especially if it's all down your back. Like, there will just be an aroma of just like hot, steamy piss that will just seep through your pores. Did you not just smell of piss? (laughs) Well, this is the thing, right? Um, if you've ever went out clubbing in Edinburgh, you'll know that most things in clubs smell like this, so it's very hard to differentiate no, where like, it's coming from. You! <laughs> <laughs> like, your you. back. You in close quarters while he's at your yeah, vagina. That's the thing, that's the thing is, it's not in the club. Yeah, like, I get why you did it, but did you not, like, when you went home together, did he not go, she is pissed as well? <laughs> If you have any more questions concerning Alicia Harper, I think that last story will have just kind of summed it all up, really. Um, and I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. No. My God. No. You should be. Um. <laughs> this is the part of the podcast where we introduce our Rep for Rec section. Now, our Rep for Rec section is just an opportunity for us and the guests to talk about things we've been doing, uh, accounts we've been following, things we've been interacting with, etc., etc. It's a really broad 
spectrum of stuff that we think people would benefit from knowing about. Uh, it helps us build a little community of people with a lot of recommendations. It gives you guys something to look for after the show. And we also make uh, posts on our Instagram for you guys to comment underneath as well and give us your rec for recs that we can use in the podcast. And it, yeah, it just brings up a, a, a community of people for us to just sort of enjoy each other's recommendations. So with that said, as our guest of honor, Alicia, what is your rec for rec for this episode? So I have a little bit of a controversial rec for rec. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. So I've been watching on Disney Plus the new season, well, not new season, the first season of Pam and Tommy, which in itself has caused a lot of controversy. So to give anybody that's not seen it so far and isn't familiar of the background, it's the story involving Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee's sex tape release from the 90s. So essentially they had made a personal sex tape um that was just for their eyes only and it was the first of their kind that had been publicly it had been stolen from their house and then publicly released on the internet um it it covers a lot of um things in the show regarding the internet was very new at the time so people didn't really know how to monitor how to police it um how to shut things down as well so basically um the person that stole it was trying to make money from it by selling it via a website so they would post out a videotape for you young ones that's what we had before netflix before dvds and then you had the video alicia's very old <laughs> i'm just taking the piss now so um they would send out the videotapes to people's houses and you know the show is amazing right i've watched it and educated myself by then researching things after episodes and the attention to detail in this show is immense um the acting so pamela anderson is played by lily james tommy lee is played by sebastian stan so any big marvel fans out there um will know his work uh and it's just incredible the level of details to the point where um pamela's character has bruises on her arm and I questioned that going, oh, is that, that's obviously a deliberate choice by the director because if it's Lily James, they would have covered that up in makeup. So I researched it a little bit more and it turns out that, because I was thinking, is this a character development? Are they going to then say that Tommy's been abusing her and X, Y, and Z? Is this a, a deliberate plot line they're going down here by showing you these bruises on her arms? And it turns out that Pamela Anderson was attacked by leeches as a kid that have left her with permanent scarring and it's nothing that gets brought up constantly it's just something that's happened but it's about the trauma she's experienced in her life and that's what the directors are coming at angle wise for this show is the trauma she experienced growing up the relationship she has with men how it's affected her and how this tape getting released everybody thought it was her and tommy doing it for publicity because his career was failing but actually, it, it near enough destroyed her career as an actor. She was just setting out. She was very young, and it really ruined a lot of opportunities for her. Um, great show. A lot of controversies because it's they never got the permission from Pamela Anderson to do the show. Right. So they didn't need permission legally, but the the directors wanted her blessing, which she's just not commented on. Um, 
So it's thrown up a lot of controversy of, well, this cake was stolen in the first place yeah. and released without her consent. And now you're doing a TV show without right. her consent. So is this okay? Um, great show. They really hit home that she is a victim in all this. Um, I don't want any spoiler alerts, but you know they really take that point of view that she was the victim from it all. Um, I would highly recommend, if anything, just so that you can make an informed decision and really do your research on the back of it um, to understand what the story was. Because sex tapes, this was the start of it. Celebrity yeah. sex tapes, Paris Hilton, Kim Kardashian, all these people came after. This was the first. So my rec for rec for this episode is a streamer and YouTuber I've been watching a lot called EJ Plays. Um, I'm a avid follower of their community. Uh, I try and make as many streams as I can because it's just a lovely little community of people that I've really enjoyed interacting with. There's some lovely moderators on there as well that I really get along well with. And it's just a nice, chill chat chat atmosphere. EJ's super nice, uh, has supported us as well. So um, I can't thank ask you. for more than that. Well, yeah, thank you. Thank you very <laughs> thank much. We've got a lovely little command yeah. on the uh, chat as well. <laughs> yeah, there's a Discord server as well. So if you're just looking for a nice YouTube community, uh, Animal Crossing based content, uh, some Stardew Valley, it's just some casual chill games. If you're just looking for a nice nice place to just sit and chat um ej is a really good creator and a nice a nice person we always want to thank people that are like supporting us even if it's you know friends family mm -hmm. and also in any way so you know um thank you very much for that um my one is a playlist and it's similar to the playlist that you made kyle or you mentioned at the the very first episode mm -hmm. um but it's basically a list of songs that I feel describe me, which sounds very vain, and it's a very like weird vibe of songs. Um, but then I guess that's kind of me. So I highly recommend doing it as well. Like, I've called it Sag vibes because I'm obviously Sagittarius. <laughs> um, but and it kind of sounds like Vag, which is short for vagina <laughs> as well. So that's just hee 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 hee. Yeah, no, I just thought like it, it. It was just quite nice to to create a playlist full of like all of these songs that I've kind of I either love now or that I've loved in the past when I was a child or kind of growing up and and the wide spectrum of like sort of old sad kind of country rock. Or classic rock versus like high intensity korean music and then the odd like random indonesian or like i don't know spanish drag queen or something i just feel like it's such a mix of songs so yeah it's called sag vibes it's on my pro uh, my profile on spotify um but obviously as always we will attach a link to all of our rec for rex um in the instagram bio um, they're also available as a big stream Instagram. yeah they're uh, they're one of our highlighted stories as well so if you're looking for anything uh from this episode everything will be available on the link tree but um if you're looking for what's been mentioned in the past as well there's also a stream of all our rec with tags and links for you to go through so we've reached the end and so i reached the final curtain um <laughs> nice. Nice. Thank you very much. Um so as usual, I want this on a mug someday. Any final thoughts? Um Alicia, as our guest, do you have any final thoughts for anything we've talked about in this episode? So yeah, guys, my close emergency would just be, you know, be nice to the people that are serving you in hospitality. They are human. Mm -hmm. Um for servers 
help to your customers as if you are human. They might treat you like a human if you relate to them on that level and not just a robot. Um, and for drink awareness, um, guys, seriously, I mean, we had some crazy stories in there and um, definitely some crazy nights out, but, you know, it's nothing to really glorify getting yourself to the state where yeah. you're depending on somebody else for your safety. It mm. isn't a good position to put yourself in. And, you know, we've had a year where a lot of things have came to light in terms of women's safety as well. I mean, yeah. we've touched upon it on other episodes just don't get yourself in a situation where you're depending on friends. It's great, great if you have them, um, and I certainly do. We used to, but just don't get yourself in that position in the first place, and it will make it much better. Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess I can sort of bat off of that as well and just say, like, yeah, absolutely. Like, everyone's going to make mistakes. Uh, we're not always going to have the right answers. We're not always going to do the smartest things, but just always make sure you're aware of why you're doing things and make sure they're for the healthy reasons and your head's in the right place um i will also put some links uh, for some drink awareness uh links on our link tree for people to follow up on if there's anything in this that you've seen and, and you have concerns about feel free to pop over there and give some things a read uh, i'll take care of that absolutely 100 thank you and yeah again completely agree with everything that's said i think just um take care of yourself and take care of others around you nights out are great we love a night out um especially one where because especially when we're working everything is so stressful we do get stressed it is difficult it is nice to let loose and just be you know feel like you're free but if you are going to go completely mental like just make sure that you've kind of got like a plan um and again yeah. it's not always that easy but just make sure you're surrounded by good people and just, you know, yeah, just just take care of yourselves. And um, if anyone does have any concerns or anything that they are worried about, um, we always have our DMs open. So if anyone um, wants to message us or, um, you know, everything's anonymous and everything like that. So um, even if it's one of our friends, it's completely anonymous. It's, you know, so um, also make sure, side note, just make sure that, you find a healthy balance between um, work and living because, yeah. you know, life is not for work. We we work so that we can live, so enjoy life is yeah. the main thing. Um, but, yeah, thank you very much, Alicia. Thanks um, for having me. So um, just before we go, when, when am I getting the hoodie? Uh, thank you uh, so much for listening. <laughs> we should really figure something out to send guests hoodies, though. We can send them the design and then they can print it print themselves. It themselves. <laughs> so if you like the design that you can print yourselves, um, send us an email. Send us an email. We'll send you... Yeah, if you buy the hoodie, you've got the iron. So... <laughs> or, you know. Also, at Premier Inn, if you'd like to send me an iron that I can then steal back from you, because it is on my bucket list and I'm, if anyone thinks I'm lying, fucking look me in my eyes. I'm not fucking lying. <laughs> okay? <laughs> I mean this. Um... Yes. <laughs> so, <we've got> <laughs> so with that said, um, make sure to leave a rating and review of that podcast. Oh yeah. <laughs> Subscribe to us so. on YouTube. Yes, you can do. You can leave us a rating or review on Spotify, on YouTube, on Apple Podcasts, on Amazon. Um, you can also just leave it sort of at our doorstep. Leave That's it at our doorstep. Um, 
send us um if you have a particularly large penis and you're of age put it in a dm okay so thank you very much alicia um, it's been lovely having you